I, I think this is the perfect time to get better at anything that you're doing, right? right. Like when there is no set answers of what to do, mm -hmm. like nobody knows when things are getting back to normal. So use this time to develop. Yeah. Use this time to figure out something that you've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. Use this time to not worry about what's happening tomorrow. You know, like start paying attention to what's happening today. What can you can do today? Right. What can I make better today? And then all of a sudden, if you do the same thing tomorrow and the same thing the next day and the same thing the next, oh my God, like I'm making monumental strides every day yeah. to get better at something that before I wasn't even paying attention to. This is the Savage Hour Podcast. We take you inside the mind of fighters, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Don't miss an episode. Follow and subscribe. Yeah. All right. Rolling. Cool. Welcome back to the Savage Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Chad George. And uh, today, I'm really excited about this episode. I have my longtime friend, close thing I have to a brother, Levi Vigna, with me. Um, he is the guitarist and songwriter for the band For The Kids. And he has literally seen everything that's happened in my life from as far back. Actually, he remembers more than I do. First day of kindergarten. First day of kindergarten. Um, <laughs> well, so how, how did that happen? So, like, because you and I, I think, are the only ones that know that story. So, how did we meet? Like uh, that, that storyline in kindergarten. Like, what what happened? We were, there? we were playing with airplanes. Okay. And was that yesterday or when we were when in we kindergarten? Were <laughs> It was the first day of kindergarten and there were these little white plastic airplanes and we were playing with them and, and I wanted to play with some too and you wouldn't let me play with them. So we had a little bit of a tussle over the airplanes <laughs> and then that's how we be, we became we became best friends. Isn't I mean, here's the thing. So that was in kindergarten and now we're what? Pushing 40 years old and we have seen each other's lives completely transformed from you had your kid first yeah by 22 by 20 you were 22 years old when you had your kid and now we were just talking about it and I've got my my son who is now five months old and we were talking that in two years you're gonna be sending your kid away to college yeah and that is just crazy to think about because I remember when when Holden was born and I was like man like Levi's a dad and now here I am a dad. A dad, almost in that same phase, and like I've been able to watch your son grow and watch your whole life transform from you know going from like sales to where you are now and making the transitions. And um, I know you've seen that in mine as well, where I've gone from you know one stage of my life when we were kids. I mean, because you know what we did then and where we are now are completely different. Yeah. Spectrums. Yeah. And um, how was I growing up? Uh. Tire, tireless is probably the right word. Uh, literally could not sit down for five seconds. Uh, uh, an entire bundle of energy. Um, uh, compassionate. I remember in first grade we had that, uh, <laughs> we called ourselves the caring club. I do not remember this. I don't even know if we should talk about this. <laughs> like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Yeah. The Caring Club? Yeah. You, you made it up, not me. Oh my god. Because this kid, Keith, was playing on bars and he hurt himself in his, you know. Okay. And it was, he was crying. And 
so we went over there and we, we were like, oh, you okay? And then we went and got a, a, a grown-up. Okay. And then you said, you, know, you said, well, we're going to be the caring club now. And then we went home. And then we went to your mom's house after school, your parents, and we told her about our caring club. How is this the first time I've heard this? How, is it, how do you not remember it? I don't remember last week. <laughs> One of us has been punched in the head weird, for many years. I have a weird, odd memory. Maybe that ties into you know being a musician in a way. Yeah, but, I mean, I know that. Speaking of musicians, like I know, like we both, like a lot of people don't know this. I played guitar yeah. when we were growing up. I was never amazingly talented at it, you know. I, but I could play a little bit. You were in a band. I was in a band, and you, on the other hand, were always extremely into music. Yeah. Um, you started off with, I'm probably gonna really fuck this up, but you started off with the baritone? Yeah. Okay, so, right, yeah. so that, and you were, you were in. And you played trumpet. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. That's, uh, so he brings up the carrying club, he brings up the trumpet. I am no longer. I have all the secrets, all the dirt, and I know, I know all the truths. I know all of them. <laughs> we're gonna end this episode right now. No, um. But yeah, but, I played, I, I started off with baritone. Um, that led me into the rest of the, you know, lower brass and horn family, baritone, trombone, uh, trumpet, uh, eventually tuba, which was fun, not sexy, but fun. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, my parents, you know, as yours did, actually the same year when we were in seventh grade, we got guitars for Christmas. Remember that? I remember that, yeah. yeah. I do remember. That I remember. Yeah. I remember, so and I remember guitars when we were 13. That's when Christmas, when grunge rock was, yeah. was the thing. I mean, we yeah. had Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. Uh, I mean, this was like the, the, the this was this was where grunge rock was like the thing, and everybody yeah. thought it was cool to be just dirty mm -hmm. and grimy. Yeah. And I don't think I, that ever changed. <laughs> it, it, was, it didn't change, but it was different then, right? Like it was it, everybody did that like intention. Like there was a it, a look that yes. went along with that era that we don't really, you know, uh, see in its full form today, like, like the commitment to not showering by some kids. Yeah. You know, well, like now, now, to, well now it's, you want to have that appearance mm -hmm. that you look like that, but you were the cleanest guy not, on the planet. But you're not really like that. Yeah. Yes. Or the way they would dye their hair with, um, Kool-Aid or peroxide. Why would somebody ever dye their hair? Instead of like actually just dyeing their hair with Stuff that, like, is Why would anybody hair. do that? Because I know I would have never done that. You dyed your hair constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I literally had a flashback of like every time you dyed your hair all the way up until your 20s. Do you remember when I was, when we were in junior high, I got suspended for um, dyeing my eyebrows? Yeah, that looked terrible too. I dyed my eyebrows, I think, green. Or yeah. blue. One. Of the, I don't remember the color, but I remember there was a big problem with gangs uh, in the school in the outlying oh, area. Oh yeah. And time, that yeah. when I dyed my eyebrows, I, I don't remember why I did it or why I thought it was cool to do that. But I remember I got in trouble by the school because they thought it was gang related. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you were. Yeah, I was probably still passing for I, fourth grade. Probably. I mean, yeah. you got to remember when high school, I wasn't even. Five feet tall. I graduated high school under yeah. five feet tall. Yeah. Chad, Chad looked young even at even at graduation. He had just a young face that that changed in in the next couple of years. But yeah, definitely looked very young until you know you were definitely an adult. 
yeah, that adult thing still still trying to figure that out. Um, all right, so we uh, started playing guitars, and but Levi really started excelling with his music, and he started getting in different bands. He started performing at different places, and went in like. And I know you've been in a lot of different bands over the years, and the big thing I want to talk about today is like the commitment to taking risks, right? And I know it's something you and I have talked about for years now, and you know it was one of the things that when when I started fighting, it was one of those things that nobody really understood why I started doing it and why I let all my things go that I've been working towards yeah. so I could pursue this thing. And I, I truly believe that when you are willing to take the risk, everything in life begins to get better because you're all in. You're not half committed to anything. And you know, you see the greatest musicians, you see the greatest um, artists, you see the greatest performer in, in, in anything or even business. And it's once they've completely taken the risk on themselves and not worrying about fulfilling anybody else's desires of anything, that's when they can start flourishing. Even if the money isn't there, right. all of a sudden they start living life and they can become happier. And that's one of the things that I just decided I wanted to do when I started fighting. It was like, I wasn't enjoying the art field anymore. I wasn't doing that stuff. I hated working with clients. And this thing about fighting just gripped me. Yeah. And it was like, I, I had no way to explain it to anybody because nobody I knew was doing it. Right. And so I didn't even have people I could look to to be like, hey, are you happy? It was, it was, just, it was something I was doing and you know, for the longest time, even my parents didn't understand it. Right. You know, and it was, it was, uh, it was funny to find, when my dad finally started like playing the game with me. He was like, oh, well, why don't you fight this? I was like, when do you start paying attention? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember when I got back in the music scene, you were like, you, you were kind of excited to be able to be like, okay, now you understand a little bit more what I've been talking about and you know kind of railing against in a, in a way so uh, I definitely I, I take on that type of a mindset a little bit more now not as much as when I was you know younger but well and that's the thing like like a lot of people think that at any age of your life right you're like oh I'm too late to start something right. I'm too late to get into this I'm too late for this or I missed this I missed that and listen like if you think that then yes it is too late. You've missed it. Right. But if we put a limitation on just what we are capable of doing to be, make us happy because of our age, then we're already losing the opportunity for it. You know, we see other bands or we see other businesses or we see other people and they might not fit where we are in our life and we start comparing ourselves right. to, to them and that is why I can't be there. Right. Instead yeah. of being like, okay, that worked for them. Right. I'm making this work for me, you know, and we, once we start removing the limitations that are on ourselves that we set, all of a sudden we start seeing these possibilities of what makes us happy, what allows us to grow, what allows us to do new things. And just because we fail at something that doesn't work, I'm sure you've been in bands that failed. Even every band, one of them. Every, right? Yeah. yeah. And, is, and yeah. If, uh, if, if any of them had succeeded, then, uh, more people would have heard of me by now, right? Yeah. Right, but so, even with that, though, every single one of those, you grew from it. Right, yeah. And then you continued on the path where that is where the development is, right? A lot of people see that something fails and they take that as like, oh my God, I knew this was going to happen. Everything I do falls apart. And instead of looking at it constructively and being like, everything I do has led me to the next stage. Yeah. And if you take the learning blocks from that, you start becoming uh, more aware that that's what's happening. Every time we fail, we get one. We actually get one step closer to what we're trying to achieve because if we dissect it, it's like a lab project. Yeah. I'm able to take that data 
and apply it, with it to the next thing. And now yeah. I'm learning what works, what doesn't work. And I know you've been part of some really, really talented bands, but you've never been happy. And that's one of the things that like we've talked about for years. And you know, I've tried to get through your head, and, and you've you've been open to listening. But I realized that it doesn't matter who delivers information. If the individual is not ready to like let themselves become themselves, right? Yeah. Then you're gonna start missing those those keys. You know, it's like trying to spit information of religion to somebody that doesn't care about religion. It doesn't yeah. matter how good the information is. Right. They're they're not ready to actually take it in for them. And I know recently, you know, you've been you've been um, uh, your your band for the kids is probably one of the one of the top bands in Sacramento right now. We and enjoyed a good year before COVID happened, but yeah, we're, we're and that was the craziest thing. Like you guys were on a on an ascension, mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. I mean, I remember when um, I was just in Sacramento. You guys were uh, doing concert in the parks. Mm -hmm. That was an awesome show. And I mean, you guys have just been elevating and elevating, and elevating, and all of a sudden, COVID hits. Yeah, and it's like, great, we're literally on this. This growth, this growth spurt, everything's been we building were, up. Yeah, we were, you know, we were um, two weeks away from opening up for our first national, um, and then, you know, what, whatever the doors were going to open up after that, you know, or whatever, you know, doors we were going to push open, rather. Uh, but it, COVID presented a new uh, set of opportunities, so uh, we've adjusted, made some changes, and you know, to your point. Uh, it's also allowed us to take some risks. Well, and that's, that's, that's the thing we're talking about, right? So when all this COVID stuff happened, it's easy for us to go, oh, fuck, man, everything's like messed up. It's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Mm -hmm. It's bad for everybody. So how can we pivot and make adjustments? And I know not just your band is making some things, like you're doing some things now too, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, so what are some of the pivots that you've made that realistically are pure risk? Uh, I left the finance world and I've, committed to being a full-time musician. So I left a, uh, an industry that theoretically had a set amount of money for me to make, plus more if I did well. And I'm now going into something that it has no guarantees. Well, and I mean, you and I have talked about this. Why now? I mean, because before you were saying, oh, I'm too old. There's, you know, it's, it's, too, it's too hard. Why now? I mean, you've got to, you've, there, there's yeah, the world that's at a, at a, a, at a holding point. So. That's a great question. Uh, the more that I got involved in it, the more I could see the path of it happening. And the more I started remembering, you know, what I really thought of myself doing when I was young and when I was a child. And, and I remembered, ha like we talked about the other night, I remembered having this, this thought about uh, when I was in high school that when I grow up, I'm gonna play music, whether it's in a, an orchestra, it's in a jazz quartet, you know, I, I didn't even care what it was gonna be. Like, I, I just knew I was gonna play music. And so, that really kinda um, inspired me in a way, again, to make so this you're commitment. So thinking about your younger self inspired you right. as an adult now. Yeah, and also, you know, I have a son, like we talked about, and he's 16, and. Uh, he's incredibly intelligent and he's a musician too he's a musician too now and he's you know uh, I don't know that that will be you know the path he chooses but uh, I want to teach him that there's no better time to start on that path than, than 
right now. And if that path changes, that's okay. But at that time, there's no better time to start on that path than right then. And, you know, because for me, all of the success I had in a, in, in a former field was inconsequential to happiness. In fact, it felt burdensome. That, I mean, that's one of the biggest things, right? Like, we've talked about it on, on my show, and I talked to it a lot about with this with people, is that money doesn't translate to happiness at right. all. And a lot of people think it does. And, you know, this idea of more money, more problems, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But it's true because the stress levels elevate, the things you have to do to get the money elevate, and the problems become more, like if you have a family, the more money you make, you probably have to work more. Yeah. So you're no longer even able to spend time with your family. Right. Right. And like, like that's one of the things like right now that I'm luckily I'm able to take advantage of, you right. know, with my son being born, this thing's going on seven months now, my son's five months and I'm able to spend you're time with my you're, family. You're home most of the time. And, but that t also tells me that when we get past this, I'm doing that more. Right. I'm, I'm going to spend more time with family. Right. You know, right. as long as I've known you, like my life has been about grind, 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 at least in my adult years. Right. And now I'm gonna pull back. Yeah. And it's really cool to see you doing a little switch too, where yeah. it's like, okay, I'm taking this time and now you're pulling back from the work life too and doing more of what makes you happy. Yeah, but I'm still also grinding, but in a different way. But um, that's what I was also gonna yeah. say. But now you're grinding in a way where it's like you're happy and you're yeah. also teaching that to, to your son yeah. about doing things that make you happy. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the, you know, things I've really always tried to, to focus on with him. Um, I brought him to almost every recording session I've ever had, or he's witnessed at least a portion of any, anything I've ever released with any project. And in the beginning, he wasn't too interested, but now it's really cool because he wants to go to those sessions and he wants to be there to learn that. And uh, so, you know, what a, what a cool thing for me as a dad to be able to impart that kind of knowledge, or any dad, with, with a son that's willing to right. and wanting to accept yeah. it. But, you know, uh, the risk here was, or I think the thing that uh, I found that makes the risk possible is you know, I had to leave that world to devote the time to this to get better. That, that is the risk. And, yeah, and... Uh, the financial security that you're yeah, leaving behind. And I set myself up a few years ago where I could take some time off, as you know, and I did. And uh, at that time, I wasn't thinking about going back to music, but I I am who I am, so I played music every day for hours on end, and I just found myself getting better. And then, you know, made, made the decision to go back to work and kind of felt myself feeling a lot of the same ways I was before, but also got the confidence to start a new project uh, with For The Kids. and. Uh, for the kids, uh, found some immediate traction in our local area fairly quickly, and we were well received. And uh, we we found ourselves on some very fun and exciting shows to play. You were there for a couple of those, and that kind of gave me the reality to say that, all right, if you really commit to this, there's actually a, a, a living here, and. You know, I, you know, we won't get into too much form of what that entails. We talk about that now, but the point is, is that uh, that that two years was part of the process. Going back to work was part of the process. Realizing that was not for me was the end of that process. 
and you know recalling on that two-year period where I just played music and I realized that hey man if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a musician I'm gonna be a musician and that means I'm gonna work on my craft day in day out like anybody else does on their craft you know a lot of people don't realize that that's what it takes right like if you want to be successful at anything it can't be part-time it mm -hmm. can't it can't even be full-time <clears throat> it has to be who you are yeah right and that's what separates the 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 greatest of the greats with anything right they are so obsessed with their craft and it doesn't matter what field it's in but that's what separates them from everybody else right whether we get there to that level of you know the greatest ever of all time it, we don't know yeah but if you dedicate your life to that and that is be, that becomes who you are then your life revolves around that and you start doing things that, that just start coming to you the opportunities and even the things that you're looking at that you didn't see before because you had other distractions but when you are an artist you are a fighter you are a martial art whatever it is right like if that consumes you then your life just becomes that it doesn't matter about anything else yeah it's you know okay you know like going back to like um, teaching our kids you know those values of teaching them be all in with what you do you know commit to something yeah. now I know both of our parents um, have done their best you know when we were growing up they want we want to teach our kids the things that are important to us yeah. and we also want to like make sure that what we're teaching them are hopefully better than the choices that our parents made for us and so forth and so forth yeah right? my dad had a saying learn from my mistakes that's it and so they try to teach us but sometimes they're trying to teach us things that were good for them or bad for them uh, to, you know to make to not make those same mistakes they made yeah. but if we're given the tools at an early age to like think for ourselves and kind of do what makes us happy it's not about doing with because that's what that's what worked didn't work for them right but you know our kids are their own their own person Right. But if they're not taught to have, be their own person, yeah. then they're gonna make it's gonna be a repeated cycle. Yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to they're trying to live out like what you they're they're trying to be you. Right. And right. at least now, I think we're also at a at a time where the idea of self expression and becoming who you are is really more accepted. That is, and I think that's also like a you know there's a lot of reasons it's economy based, um, et cetera. You know, um, I think, you know, when our parents were raising us, one of the, the, the things that, you know, the value of, you know, kind of work, hard work, those things are obviously uh, necessary and they, and, they, and they still, you know, are, are valuable today. That's not what I'm getting at, but like companies don't like hold the same loyalty. To no employees. No, like, there's just this different dynamic. Well, that was what we talked about, right? And we talked about this the other day about with companies, right? Yeah. They they support you. They are for you, as long as you're making the money. Yeah. But as soon as you're no longer making the money, all of a sudden that that support system that you felt you had, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like pulling back now because you're 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 disposable to them. Right. Right. You know, but they will make you feel like you're accepted. They'll make yeah. you feel like you are the priority. They'll make you feel like you are their, their golden goose mm. until they don't need you anymore. Until they don't need you anymore. Yeah, so, and that, and that goes, and that, I feel like that goes across you know, every, every industry. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, you know, there's, things are more unstable now. People are gonna, you know, gonna be 
need to be more self-reliant, I feel like. And that's a lot easier to do when you're doing something you're passionate about. So if you're going to make that kind of a risk, you might as well do it with something that's going to, you know, feel you internally and not drive, you know, not drive you to the ground again. So let me ask you this. This is going to be kind of on the spot. You're probably going to have to think about this. But yeah. if somebody were to ask you why should they take the risk and you had to give them three reasons, give, give that person three reasons why they should take the risk if they're truly passionate about it. I know it's on the spot. Yeah, that's pretty on the spot. Right? I know. I know. Let me, because I, I, I have a couple ideas. I mean, can this. I, you know, can I, I mean, I can answer, I can answer how, like, why, why I that, think That's all I'm looking for. Me. Yeah, perfect. So, okay. give, give me three, give me three reasons. Uh, first and foremost, um, what do I want to, you know, teach for? Okay. All right. Love it. Uh, secondly, um, without going into too much detail, uh, my own mental health, as we've talked, you know, you know more about that. And then, uh, thirdly, pride, self-fulfillment, I suppose. I mean, I, I felt pride being successful in the loan game and all that stuff, but like, uh, this is a different level of, you know, it's more about, I need to prove to myself that in this lifetime I can do this. See, and that's huge, right? Like yeah. proving it to yourself. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause I, that was one of, that would be one of my answers. Right. Right. And I, and I was asking those questions cause I was wondering if that was going to pop up Right. because I think that's the biggest thing for any of us, right? Like is, can I do this? Yeah. And yeah. That should always be the question that's on your forefront yeah. with everything that happens. Because when we get hit with obstacles, it should be, can I overcome this? Right. We get hit with um, something we don't have uh, an answer to. How do I find the answer to right. this? Or do I backtrack and say, fuck it, I'm giving up. You know, right. it doesn't make sense. It's too hard. Yeah. And can I do this? Like, that is such a powerful question. And the reason why I asked for those three questions is because I think a big portion of that is... If you can answer that, then you are understanding why you're doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's the thing. If you can't answer that, then you're not really going to have a reason why you're going to commit everything by giving up everything. Right. Like that's right. a hard fucking thing to do, to give up everything, to commit to something that you don't have answers to, that you don't know where it's going. Yeah. You don't know how you're going to survive, but you're going to do, do it, it anyway. Because if you have the passion, you know your why. You can answer the reasons of, of um, I can do this, yeah. then you're going to be able to do it no matter what the path in front of you. It's going to be hard, but you're ready to do it. You know, a lot of guys that commit to things will fall apart in the first two years because it's fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, this is going to take for me probably so much longer than two years. I realized that. Um, it's already been longer than two years. It has years. been longer than two years. Exactly. It's just here's what it is. But but when you when you when you really commit to it, you end up finding yourself planning out how you're gonna do it. That's that's but that's it, right? Once yeah. you commit, all of a sudden your vision opens up. You're like, oh right. my god, I can all of a sudden see the road. I don't right. know how I'm gonna get there. Right. But I can see the road now. Before right. the road was was clouded and muddied, mm -hmm. and I really couldn't see anything in front of me. But now all of a sudden it's like this big vast 
Yeah, Rogue. and then as you get into it, there's new roads that come off those, and you start finding out that there's ways to do it that you didn't even know were there. Like, every time I play with a new musician, uh, or, you know, what have you, like, I, I learn something about them that surprises me, and is also something that I can do to push myself more into this world. And, you know, that's, so what does that mean to me? I gotta go more, I gotta be at more places, I gotta be with more musicians. The only way to do that is to do it. What's funny is when, when you go through that path and those roads start opening, roads that end up eventually open are roads that you never even considered a possibility yeah. when, you, when you had started on that commitment, like for me. You know, I started fighting, this was all about me. It right. was like, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, all of a sudden I'm traveling around the world. Right. Uh, and then all of a sudden I'm fighting against the best guys in the world. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I'm opening a gym, and then all of a sudden I'm coaching athletes. Then all of a sudden I'm coaching the best fighters in the world. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, this all came from me just committing yeah. to get out of a field that I was unhappy mm -hmm. in and going into this fighting world. And so I realized that the path that we set out on has so many other avenues and roads that we end up taking just by committing. Yeah. And then yeah, you're like, oh my God, all of a sudden a, this makes me happy. Another huge thing too is realizing that there's, the road isn't straight. It's not gonna be straight. If you expect it to be straight, it's gonna disappoint you. And, and to be open to the, you know, the, the accidents. Yeah, the accidents actually, it's funny because we, of course, in the moment of an accident, it's the most detrimental, devastating thing ever. Right. And then you go past that, and okay, what did I learn from that? Right. And now all of a sudden, that devastating thing that happened became almost a catalyst for what comes next. Right. And when what comes next happens, maybe completely takes a different route. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're no longer pursuing what you wanted. Of course. No, it just means the course changed. Yeah, it just means you didn't know the course. None of us do. And that's it. And so I think just stay on it and just keep going with it, man. Like that's that's the way I feel about it. I mean, that's exactly it. Stay the course. Stay on it. Accept the failures mm -hmm. as as necessary tools. Right. You know, um, man. And this, I'll tell you right now. This year is making us all. Uh, understand what it means to not know what's happening next. Yeah, yeah. There is no playbook. There is no. Um, there's nobody to ask how to how to overcome this. You know, in sports and business, there's always been a book yeah. to read. Somebody yeah. that with mentorship. Yeah. Everybody's guessing now. Nobody knows. So a lot this of people like have asked me like, why are you doing that now? Like, why not right now? Like, I, like, are you kidding? There's like so many ways that things are going to change. So like, there's going to be so many places to put your energy into uh, and the opportunity just to get better at what you're doing right now but that's if you're gonna be here you know kind of do something with it. I, I think this is a perfect time to get better at anything that you're doing right, right. like when there is no set answers of what to do mm -hmm. like nobody knows when things are getting back to normal so use this time to develop yeah. Use this time to figure out something that you've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. Use this time to not worry about what's happening tomorrow. You know, like 
start paying attention to what's happening today. What can you can do today? Right. What can I make better today? Then all of a sudden, if you do the same thing tomorrow and the same thing the next day and the same thing the next, oh my God, like I'm making monumental strides every day yeah. to get better at something that before I wasn't even paying attention to. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like you, <laughs> that, that's exactly like, um, you reminded me of my, my idol, Barack Obama, but <laughs> he says that, you know, progress is not, it's not giant leaps, it's, it's tiny steps. Yeah. You know, it's incremental tiny steps. And that's what, that's, that's what it, it is with anything. Any, any sort of progress is, it's a series of, you know, baby steps, really. Well, think about a bridge, right? Yeah. Like, at least in the olden days. Now it's a little bit different. But, like, <laughs> in the olden days when a bridge was built, it was brick by brick. Right. You know, you needed to get from A to B, but the only way that was going to happen was one brick, yeah. the next brick, right. the next brick, take a break, mm -hmm. you know, and then you kept going like that. I mean, that's that's the building blocks right. of how it's always been, but now we get jaded by it needs to be faster. It needs to be now. And you're never going to get there. You just got to have a little bit of patience. Yeah. Be willing to fail, right. be willing to succeed. I believe that it's embracing the moment of everything, right? Because whether you fail or you succeed, it's all about the moment. Yeah. And then if you believe in the process, that's gonna get you there. Right. Don't believe in what, don't, don't, that's not even believing. Don't emphasize the result of what happens in that moment. Right. Because the result is gonna vary. Like the results you're getting now are gonna be way different than the results we get in six months, one year, 10 years, because right. the situation's changing. So that result was just a moment. Go back to the process, work on the process, because the process is gonna be everlasting. So the moment is gonna give you the information that you need to apply to the process. Right, right. And that's what we're doing right now, at least I think so. I think that this whole COVID-19 shit is like allowing us to pay attention to the process. Yeah, and the process is the necessary evil in a lot of ways to people. Like a lot of people have a hard time loving the process. They love the results, they love the idea, but if you love the process, then the results are kind of natural. Yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely. So you have to learn to love practice. I'm lucky right now in a way, I have you know, some you know, things that are keeping me afloat, right? But uh, I can practice and I love to practice. So I'm practicing something I love. You know, and then you, like, you know, we've talked about you set yourself up with, with goals and structures that you're gonna start rolling out, and yeah. it's like, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, practice your craft every day. Yeah. Like, don't just practice it. Be consumed by your craft. Right. And then all of a sudden, once you have a structure and a plan, attack that. Go back to the craft. Right. Attack that. Go back to the craft. Right. You can't ever leave the craft. You're never gonna be so good that you can't practice. Yeah, that'll never be. That'll never happen, right? Like in any field, like you're never so good that you, you know, can't can't have the process still there. And, and you, we see that all the time too, because it happens when guys get to a certain level. Yeah. And then they no longer want to do the process. Right. And you yeah. see how that changes where their career is almost done. Yeah. Right, because they're not getting better. They're not evolving. They're not allowing themselves to actually do what got them to that level. I mean, that happened to me in, in the finance field. Like, I got to a point where I could no longer be that person anymore. And I, you know, was no longer so naturally that way. And I, I just couldn't, 
put the extra work in in that field to become back to what I used to be. Uh, and most of that was because I simply didn't want to in reality, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was, you know, and back to the, the three reasons, right? I got a fourth, and this okay. is probably for, you know, for most, it, it kind of kind of apply to anything. I felt like, why am I going to give extra work to this? I'm already giving them enough of my life. I'm not earning a paycheck. I'm trading hours of my life for money. That's, I, I stopped looking at it like earning money. I started looking at it like trading biology, right? Like, like trading consciousness for money. And I, I'm, I want to, my consciousness is the only thing I have, so I want to spend it on something that I love. Yeah. But you can't do that if you're not willing to risk. That's spot on. It is. That's spot on. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, little advice that you can give to anybody that's afraid to make that leap, especially right now. Um, if you can give them any advice on maybe something that's helped you make the choice, make the change. I know you just went into that a little bit, mm -hmm. but. Um, you know, a lot of people watch the show, listen to the show, and they're always saying that like a piece of information stuck with them. Yeah, you know, um, on the way down here, Tess has been bugging me to listen to something, and I, I listened. We started listening to it on the way here, and, and it, uh, it 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 helped me. Conversations with you helped me, so I think that uh, seeking out. Uh, it, Education and, and mentorship, if you will, is probably really important because uh, you need to be able to understand that uh, someone believes in you too, right? Or you know, you're not on your own in, in the way this is done. Someone, someone saw the value in, in, in living their life like that, and they can help you live their, your life like that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, those. I think that would be what I would. You know, li listen to yourself first, because like I kept listening to myself, right? Like I couldn't commit to it, but I kept hearing it, you know? And then also I needed to know that uh, other people believed in me. You know, and, it's, and I know that's tough because a lot of people don't have those people around them, Yeah. right? So when you said seek out education, seek out mentors, you know, a piece I can add to that is that, especially with the access to so much information in, like online, if you don't have somebody that is directly connected to you, there's so many people that give free information that's out there. You know, you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to the, the audio books. Yeah, well, there's people out there. I'm sure there's groups out there. There's, there's, there, I mean, there, yeah, there's chat rooms. Get, there's, you know, you can get connected to people absolutely. in real time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm not technological in that aspect, so I probably won't. Right, but I got you. <laughs> but I mean, listen, you know, that's why we do these things because we want to give any kind of information. That yeah. can help somebody take that one step forward, right. you know. And I think the biggest thing is when people can connect that if somebody else has done it, I can too. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing is that when you're only surrounded by people that have not done those things or they're they're afraid to do it on their own or they can't take that risk, it's really hard for you to see that as possible. Yeah. And so once you just start feeding your mind with with material education, you start talking to people, you start listening to people and you hear that other people have gone through the exact same thing that you're going through right that you're no different it's just that they took the risk 
and they decided to actually do it. Right. And once we do that, I think everything changes. I know I've seen you become a lot happier. I've seen your life change. And I know I have, and I've seen a lot of other people, same thing. It's like, once you commit, everything does get better. You might take a few financial hits, yeah. but when you exchange the money, the monetary-based money for your happiness, there is no comparison. No. There, there, you can't even try to compare it. Like for me, you know, like, like I was talking about with my son, like I spend every morning with him now before I even work. That was something that I was like, no, you know, I probably do work first, make the, make the things that I gotta do, and then I can work. No, no, no. figure out what's important, yeah. what makes you happy, and then build a life around that. Right, right. And um, I think it's awesome, man. It, it, for me, it's really, really uh, amazing to see the transitions that you've made. I'm excited as a, as a friend, I'm excited as, as, as a fan of, of your music to see you know the growth and where it's continuing to go and um, I know we're in a crazy time right now but it's amazing that you've be able, been able to turn it into something beautiful and amazing and um, yeah man stoked to have you on the on the show and um, that's been a good weekend yeah it was it's been awesome how can they uh, get a hold of your music uh, YouTube uh, we are for the kids uh, our Spotify Obviously, the band is for the kids. Our Instagram is forthekids.exe, and we are also on uh, Facebook at For the Kids Band. So yeah, you can reach us there. Uh, please, please, please check us out. Follow on Spotify, please, 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 and keep an eye out for uh, what's coming out. We do have some new releases getting ready, and hopefully, we'll, you know, I got some ideas for some things that'll be pretty exciting. So we'll get awesome. that going out. Cool. Well, thank you, my man, Levi. Vigna from For the Kids, my brother from Another Mother. Good to have you on, bro. Hey guys, if you like this episode, follow the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel.